Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Talk Nerdy to Me. Whether you're a dork, a nerd, a dweeb, or you just feel a little bit out of place, there's some 80s movie that made you feel a little bit more loved, a little bit more normal. Today, we're going to hop into all things nerd in 80s cinema. We've put together a list of our 10 favorite 80s nerds, spanning the best decade of film with the biggest dorks you could imagine. With me, as always, the Cameron to my Ferris, Max Sanders. And with that, Let's talk nerdy. Mo Shapiro, you're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bada, hey, bada, hey, bada. Swing, bada, bada. Kennedy, 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 Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. Well, it's funny, right? As we're sitting here about to hop into talking about nerds, we start off with two big nerds, Max and Mo. I was going to say, is Cameron a nerd? Nah, uh, well, maybe. He's sad. He's sad. <laughs> He's very, very sad. sad. When Cameron was <laughs> in Egypt's land. <laughs> Just make this a Cameron pod. Well, yeah, right? Uh, the cod. <laughs> the what? The Cameron pod. Uh, the cod. Right. The Pam. <laughs> Stop it. I am stopping it. Uh, we have a great topic. We always have great topics, right? Always. But this is fun. Chock full of them. Big time. Big time. Uh. I think this one really hits home for you and I, and we should just do some full disclosure right now. We're both nerds, right? Card carrying. Yeah. Um, Since 94. Different kinds, right? Yeah, you're overconfident. I'm squirrely. Yeah, I was not. I, I, I think the other thing is you're, you got to being happy with who you are way quicker than I got to it. I fought this forever. I grew up devastated, <laughs> devastated that I was not AC Slater and I was in fact Screech. Like it, it was hard for me to reconcile. So when that. you watched Save the Bell by the Bell, did you have trouble watching it? I or? did. No, I, I I didn't because I just was like that was my dream, my goal. I I just I grew up and had I had a couple friends when I was younger who were just total nerds just like me. And then when I got to middle school. I abandoned them because I just, I wanted, <laughs> you were that I, kid? I was, I was the worst. I got abandoned. I was the worst. I got abandoned. <laughs> this is why we get along so well. That and uh, Ben Ashbrook. Thanks a lot. I know. And I just, all I wanted to do is not be screech. And that was my goal. And I think I accomplished it at the expense of losing who I was. I couldn't shake it. I wore bowling shirts. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I had my hand up first. You uh, know, like the not Max. Yeah. They wanted to pick I, up someone else. My close friends knew, you know, I kind of feel like they were just placating me. Like they know deep. I mean, I, I love the Muppets. I love cartoons. You probably uh, beat them up though. I, I, I know. And that's the other thing. I turned into like a bully nerd, which is even the, the worst, bird. right? The bird. 
The bird is the word. Do you know the bird? bird? <laughs> Stop. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if anyone ever questioned what a nerd I was, this podcast has certainly set the, stra- the record straight, right? Oh, trust me. They know now. <laughs> They'd have to. I mean, I, but the beauty of this conversation and even I think a podcast in general is we're hopefully letting people know it's okay to be a nerd. Everyone's a nerd on a podcast. I think part of the, before we hop into this, and we've got a really cool top 10 list of our favorite nerds. But top 10 list rule. They do. Well, I don't want to overdo top 10 lists because everybody does top 10 lists. We got to be better than that. Because we love them. We do love them. They do work. But the one thing that I think you did when we were first talking about this is smart, because um, you're a nerd, so you're smart, is we we intertwine all these terms, right? What is a nerd? What is a dork? What is a dweeb? What are all these different things? So, so Max, I'm going to kick it to you because as my resident uh, nerd researcher, I'll say you have your PhD in nerddom. Um, why don't you... Why don't Doctor you, in glasses. You're good. You're mm-hmm. good. Um, what are today, kind of what are the, the guardrails of our definition of what a nerd is? Okay, suspenders, thick glasses. Yeah, not, not. yeah. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> How is Urkel a thing? Like, if you look back on that, how is that? What was, what was his alter ego called? Urkel? Yeah. No. Oh, oh God. It's beginning with a J. Jamal? I don't that? know. I don't know. He was really good at basketball. Oh, gosh. All God. right. Go ahead. <laughs> but no, no. It's not exterior things. I think it's inside yourself, niche obsession. The social awkwardness is the key component, I think. You gotta Big be, time. You got to be weird. Because at first I was confused. I thought... If you're confident, you're not a nerd, but you can be confident. Weird people oh, are that ton. way. I'm, I'm a confident nerd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it took me a while to readjust my brain to that. But now well, I think well because I you're it. like the least confident person I know and you think you're a nerd. So you're just in your head. You're like, yeah. all nerds aren't confident. If someone's jittery, they're a nerd. <laughs> you are jittery. You're so jittery. <laughs> Freaking out. I right can't now. wait till one day when we do we do video on these podcasts so that people can see like you just have this look like a jittery look all the time. You should be like, will you stop moving around? <laughs> I can't stand how much you move around. It's so distracting. To me. I'm walking around right now. Right pacing. now. You're pacing. You're pacing. <laughs> Like a pregnant woman. It's terrible. <laughs> and last, high intelligence in a specific field. Right, right. Because some nerds can be idiots, but they do have that niche area where they're, they're yeah, like, like you. A, you're an 80s nerd. So those are great outlines of kind of what we're looking at for for a nerd. And and I think for me, at least, when we're evaluating cinema nerds, it's kind of tough. Did I say cinnamon or cinema? It sounded like cinema. cinema. All right, good. Cinema, yeah. uh, cinnamon nerds, dude. <laughs> Delicious cinnamon nerds. Delicious cinnamon nerd. nerds. <laughs> what, when, we're, when we're evaluating our favorite 80s movies nerds it's tough sometimes because some of them play the role of a nerd in one movie but then five six years later they're like a leading man so you have to kind of distinguish the role in the movie versus their career as a whole but some of my favorite nerds could not escape who they were from that's that the role. best that, that's, those what, are the that's best. who i want yeah those yeah. are the vested nerds don't give me the she's all that rachel lee cook of it all i don't want you take your ponytail out and you take your glasses off and you're gorgeous. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So, uh, I feel tainted. I <laughs> feel lied to. I do. Uh, you gave a good definition there. You had another definition, didn't you? Didn't, uh, didn't you have a quote or something? What, what am I, what am I forgetting? Or so John Hughes, John Hughes, the yeah. man, the myth, the, by the way, I feel like John Hughes has done more for nerds than any like PSA, the more you know. high school, high school guidance counselor. Oh, he gave him a voice. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he really did. I mean, cause I can't even think prior to that. Gave David a slingshot. Yeah. 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 So, and he's great. So John Hughes. So go ahead. I, I interrupted your, uh, you had a quote on. So he's John the Hughes. master of geeks, nerds, dweebs, knucklehead, sure. McSpazitrons, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Knucklehead, McSpazitrons. I like Bob that. Quote. I yeah. really like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so a geek is a guy who has everything going for him, but he's just too young. So I think David from war games, Corey Haim in Lost Boys, Stand By Me crew. Yeah, okay, okay. So basically, the the time and the place they're in is what's putting them in that phase of being a little bit nerdy. They're going to grow they're out gonna, of it. They're, they're clearly going to grow out of it's it. It's just a phase, Mom. Got it, got it. okay, yeah. got it. And a nerd, by definition, is a nerd all his life. I like it. So yeah. I agree with Hughes. I mean, when would I disagree with Hughes? John, we'll call him Jay. When would I disagree with Jay? Um, but it's it's almost, it's it's ingrained in the soul. This is where this is where you and I are nerds. Like, I've been a nerd my whole life. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, it's being successful at sports, you know, having a girlfriend, all those things, they don't change fundamentally who you are. It's like when you started working at the bar. Yeah. You know, like when you became a bartender and those first few nights where you have hundreds of people screaming your name and they want you to make them a drink, it didn't change the fact that you looked in the mirror and you're like, I am an uncomfortable nerd. Oh, it was emotionally handing a kid who never rode a tricycle a Ferrari. <laughs> you're like, here you go, kid. You're like zero to 80. <laughs> I'm like, my God. Buckle up. <laughs> Get out of my way. 
License to Drive. Uh, you keep bringing up that movie. I love that movie. I need to see it. You haven't seen License to Drive? No. I I, I, I know. I, it's just so, so funny because you know we're recording these and most of them are released in order, but sometimes I feel like you go watch the movie right after we record these, and then the next one I'm like, oh, you haven't seen that? You're like, yes, I have. So I look up, I do some research, and usually they look tantalizing a little bit. This, this looks terrible. Oh no, 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 no. You're mistaken. <laughs> okay. This is great. This okay. is great. Um, all right. Well, listen, we beat around the bush too long. Let's hop into it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's start with calculator out. You ready? Yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. Our number 10 on our list of our 10 favorite 80s movies nerds. So specific. I know. Well, as defined by both you and John Hughes. Yeah. I'm putting you guys on the same level. You ready? Yeah. Data from Goonies. Love it. Yeah. Don't care for the movie too much. God bless America. <laughs> We're gonna lose a lot of people on this podcast if you keep on. We're gonna, saying, look at You're the gonna lose me. Gonna yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. We had a really strong following until Max reminded everybody that he has no taste whatsoever. I have some taste. No, you don't. Um, it's interesting when we were researching information about data from the Goonies. Data for data. Data for data. <laughs> data uh, for data. Data for data. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, that. Is it data or data? Now you got me data, tripped up. It's data. 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 Yeah, that's what data. I thought. In the movie, his name is Richard Wang. Do you remember hearing his name ever used in the movie? Absolutely not. This might be just be like canon that, that someone dug up, well, right? If you have a friend who you call by the last name, would you ever call him something different? I guess not, but data is not his last name. <laughs> Wang's right. pretty funny. Hey, what's up, Wang? Yeah, and you're, I know you're going to, uh, this is where you're going to be so accusatory because you know me. Anything that I can find a way to tie back to Detroit, Michigan in an 80s oh, movie. Oh, God. But if you remember, if Mr. Perkins had bought their house, Dad and his family were moving to Detroit, Michigan. So, wait, why do you love Detroit so much in these movies? Are you just proud of your home? I, you know, I think it's because you grow up in Michigan and you're given kind of this narrative about what Detroit is and what it isn't. And it's been real exciting, you know, not to go on a tangent, but it's been exciting over the last, you know, 10, 20 years to see this kind of renaissance taking place. Like when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to go downtown. And now I would take my kids down there. wouldn't even think twice about it. It's, it's a real fun town. And it's not RoboCop Detroit anymore. It's not. The toxic waste scene freaks me out every time. That's all I think. <laughs> that's about. not what that's not what it's yeah. like. <laughs> I love that your knowledge base of Detroit is RoboCop. Beverly Hill Cop. Mr. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Uh, Action Jackson. Action Jackson. Yep. How do you like your ribs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But Data. Data alive. He's coming with me. I'm sorry. Now I got RoboCop. So Data. So Detroit is number 10 on our nerve. Look, list. if Data came down, to, if Data went to Detroit, he would obviously use his, his bully blinders to light up the way. Okay. Or maybe his slick shoes. What about his Pinchers of Peril? Pinchers of Peril. So the actor whose name I'm going to butcher right now. Do it. Ki Huey Kwan. Quan, right. Quan, I've got for sure. We'll call him Quan. Bef hey, dog. Yeah, right. Quan. Before it's spelled with a Q. Before Quan, <laughs> before Quan was in uh, the Goonies, he was short round from Temple of Doom. He was good. He was great. Monkey brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. Yeah. I, I loved his uh, character. Little in Yankees that. hat. Yeah, he was great. The reason he's on the list is because this goes back to what you were just talking about, right? His dad is a nerd. Generational. Yeah, he's a nerd. Um, within the Goonies, his all of his friends are nerds, but you can see the different characteristics. Like, Mouth is going to grow up to not be a nerd, right? No, like, he's going to be the high school weed dealer. Yeah, Brant's already kind of a cool dude, right? He just has a bike. Because what is Chunk going to end up an accountant, probably no. an accountant, probably a podcaster. He's going to be me. He'll grow up to be me. 400 pound shut in. Oh, no. He lost uh, in his actor. He's fantastic yeah, looking now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Fantastic's a little strong. Got dreamy eyes. He does have dreamy eyes. But I mean, dad, I mean, e even when they go to the restaurant and uh, they're trying to avoid the Fratellis and they're in the basement and data sees the printing press for the fake money, he like knows how to use it. He's he, like, smarter than the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's the genius. Outside of the fact that he doesn't know the difference between candles and dynamite sticks, he's a pretty sharp dude. Or booty traps and booby traps. Well, yeah, that's a little But that's accent. the confidence. He yeah. does have confidence. Yeah. And he loves James Bond, you know, like the zip line in at the beginning. It's pretty cool. And he's a nerd. He's an unapologetic nerd. Although wearing a trench coat when you're nine, kind of a weird look. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the 80s were different. And, and by the way, the it took uh, movie took place in Oregon, and it is either sunny or raining. Like there's only two types of weather so out practicality. there. So pra practicality. Very practical. Yeah. So um, now this is fun. He had virtually no career whatsoever after Temple of Doom and Goonies. That's like, how I like my 80s kid. Actors. I do too. Some of these guys, <laughs> it's, yeah. But he did have one role that was it was great. You, now this is not an 80s film, but it's worth bringing up because I just happen to love the film. Do you remember Encino Man? Yeah, yeah. With Brendan Fraser as Linkovich Chamowski, I think is what they gave him. Polly the name. Shore. Oh, the the Weasel. Hey, bud. And then what's his face? Uh, Sean Austin. Sean Austin. Yeah. So a little a mesh tank top. A little reuniting of a couple cast members from uh, the Goonies. 
Sean Austin probably didn't know who he was. No, no. <laughs> but he played um, when in C- when Link goes to school and there's some uh, kids picking on this nerdy um, character who is like the head of the chess team or whatever. Link comes over and puts his arm around him. That was uh, Quan. That oh, was okay. he actually had a small role in that. So that that was kind of fun to see him if you if you <laughs> if you noticed in '92, a decade later. For you, you nerd. For me, for yeah. me. So number ten nerd. on our <laughs> nerd nerd. So number ten on our list. <laughs> It sounded like an alpha beta. It sounded like ogre. Just I was. That was my ogre. I was trying to do my ogre. Good, yeah. Uh, um, I want it, coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. So number 10 on our list, data, the Goonies. Yeah, it's great. Beautiful. Uh, we ready to go to number nine? Let's do it. All right, Max. Who do we got for number nine? Lewis Tully. Lewis Tully. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Right. There's no, the notes that you just sang are all the same tone. They're all the same note. People understood. They Out there, they were snapping their fingers. You have to stop tapping, singing. Tapping you have to stop. I am not by any means like an operatic singer, but you have to stop I'm a creative singing. person. Don't box me in. I want you to do it again. Don't put baby do, in Do it one corner. more time. Do it one more time. No, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> Fine, don't do it. The same note. How about Louis Tully played by my my personal best friend rick moranis you know him? no but i love him i wish he was my best friend you love canadians canadians are great um john candy rick seth, moranis seth rogan seth rogan uh chevy chase, is chevy chase that's a great i don't think so no. he's, he's kind of a little bit of a prick so yeah, i feel like he's not no, canadian no. like the, the minute i think of someone being a prick i'm like they're not canadian no maple syrup and nice um the accountant that lived down the hall from Dana Barrett, played by Sigourney. Hitting Weaver. on her relentlessly. Relentlessly. So he's he's the kind of nerd. He's what I would call the over-aggressive nerd. He's not self-aware. Either. No. Yeah. He, well, I, maybe a little self-aware, but more than anything else, he is. He reminds me of you. You guys have that squirreliness where... When, he's not that squirrely. Yeah, he's when, no, he's not. Confident. Remember when Vankman walks out of uh, Dana Barrett's apartment complex right. and, and they make eye contact and he gets all terrified and locks himself out of his apartment? He gets locked out all the time. I know. It happens like true. four or five times. He does times. get locked out it all the time. It doesn't matter. This is stiff breeze. He locks himself out. Well, to, in fairness. But he's throwing parties. It, he's throwing parties as a tax write off, Max. Because he's not at all confident. And in fact, just because he threw a party, uh, his exact words, I'm quoting because I want to make sure you don't claim that I'm making this up. Uh, I'm giving this whole thing as a promotional expense. That's why I invited clients instead of friends. He's dancing with a statuesque blonde, though. Yeah, and that tall blonde who didn't even have a name in the movie, she was referred to as tall blonde. you know who she was? No. Jean Kasem, the widow of Casey Kasem. No way. Yes. Good for Casey. I know, right? Uh, And I don't know how many roles she even had in Hollywood outside of this one, but... Casey Kasem's wife's enough. That's good. I think that's a pretty good role to have, right? (laughs) I take it. In this movie, Lewis does not exhibit all that much strength or courage. And He's a health nerd. He is. Un- vitamin free. He does love vitamins. He <laughs> talked about how he gets like a deal on Advil because he gets a generic. He's or working something. out. Yeah, Lewis Tully is not by any means uh, an outgoing uh, tough guy. I don't no, know. Squish face, glasses, yeah. the shoulder slump. Yeah, there's a tear dog hiding in his closet, and when he eventually finds it, he's terrified. He runs out of the apartment. He runs down the stairs. He runs across the street. He offers that dog a milk bone, though. I wouldn't be able to say anything. <laughs> Maybe I got a milk bone. I don't know. He he was not. Uh, he's a nerd by all accounts. Um, Max, the only part of this movie where Louis Tully has a spine is when Gozar the Gozarian turns him into a pit bull. Well, yeah, that happens to all of us when we get possessed. Does it? You ever been possessed? No, I've never been possessed. And the only time he even has a chance with Dana Barrett is when he's the key master and she's the gatekeeper. Playing a little tonsil hockey. Did I do that right or did I flip it? I don't know. Sounded good. The bottom line is, yeah, they're making out with Dana Barrett. Um, Now, technically, Ghostbusters 2 did take place. Doesn't count. We're doing doing one one. Okay, because he he toughens up. He's a little bit less of a nerd. Don't get technical. (laughs) Okay, I won't get technical. Yeah. I will say this. As far as Rick Moranis is concerned, I just have to put it out there. I love Rick Moranis. He really had a ton of great movies in the 80s. Yeah, and then he just left us. Well, let's start with what he had. You, you, you're you not a big SNL guy. No. So he was on SNL both as a writer and had some parts. It wasn't, you know, one of their, he wasn't Eddie Murphy, but he did nice stuff on SNL. He's not? They look similar. They do look a little similar. Hot tub. <laughs> Strange Brew, Ghostbusters, Brewster's Millions. He was the repeater. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. For like 30 seconds. I know. It really was annoying. It, it, was, it was good. He no, was, he's supposed to be annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Little Shop of Horrors, I know you haven't seen yet, but you'll see it. I know you don't like musicals, but he was good and you'll like it. I like talking plants. Spaceballs. Love he was great. Yeah. Darth Helmet. Darth Helmet. He was fantastic as Darth Helmet. And then Ghostbusters 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and Parenthood. If you had one prop from the 80s, would it be Darth Helmet's helmet? No. 
It would be the the Schwartz, the ring. <laughs> I want the ring. <laughs> That's not bad. What is it? Remember they say what the 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 north side and the south side, the north Schwartz, the south Schwartz. I can't remember. There's like two sides of the ring. There's so many jokes in that I movie. Know, I, I, know. Can't I can't either. You had mentioned that he disappeared. He lost his wife in '91. And he just committed himself to take care of his family and left Hollywood. He's a great dude. I love Rick Moranis. Yeah, but his kids are like 30 now. I know. He's coming back. uh, Couldn't you start acting like 12 years ago? Well, so not not an 80s movie, but My Blue Heaven, I think, was the last movie he was in, which was early 90s. And uh, you need to see that, too. But I know it's not an 80s movie. I can. I I, I know. You're not allowed to watch movies 80s only. Louis Tully, number nine, our number nine favorite nerd. Let's move to number eight. Max... A gentleman by the name of Ducky. Pretty in pink. Pretty in pink. Our boy Ducky. Phil Ducky Dale. Oh, he had a full name? He did. Well, these are the things you dig on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't like that. He doesn't seem like a Phil. Yeah. John Cryer is, I mean, he's a nerd. I mean, this character's a nerd. Uh, he's, and, a rel- he's a relief pitcher with one pitch. Right. 104 mile an hour fastball of nerddom. He loves Andy, uh, played by uh, Molly, Molly Ringwald. Ringwald. Thank you. And the whole movie is basically him just... Laying the ground, pining after her. Yeah, the I mean, he marriage. is just all over Andy all the time. Just wants to loves her, wants her to love him. Uh, gets frustrated, and, and again, to be fair, Andy falls in guy in love with a guy named Blaine. <laughs> you hate the name. I Blaine. hate that Blaine. If we had to name, if we had an episode about pretentious '80s bully names, Blaine would be at the top of the list for me. Dartarian. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's from Three Musketeers. Damien. Damien is from The Omen. <laughs> I don't know. Johnny? Johnny would be there, but yeah. you got Johnny Lawrence, but you also got John Rambo. So is John Rambo a bully? No, that's what I'm saying. You couldn't okay. just use John for all of them. I felt bad for Rambo by the end of the movie. I know. I know. I love that movie. But uh, <laughs> Ducky, back to Ducky. <laughs> back to Rambo. So some nerds, not just in this movie, but in real life, they put on a little bit of an exterior show to take attention away from their interior. Yeah. Flock of Seagulls haircut. Yes, exactly. Like for you, it would be all your tattoos. For me, it would be my uh, bregocious nature and overwhelming. Bregocious a word? <laughs> no, not precocious. Oh. Braggadocious. Oh, you said bregocious. I said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Man, man, it's getting rough around here. We're hitting nerves talking tough, about tough, nerds. Tough room. You're like, don't call me a nerd. Did you, is that your Rodney Dangerfield? We're doing a podcast and you do the necktie move with your hand, but don't change your voice at all. So nobody knows that you're doing Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, geez. I get no respect. That sounds like Travolta. Hot oh, geez. I love that you did that. The in Ducky is kind of the same way, yeah. you know, you would think at first glance, you'd say he's got confidence. Maybe he's not a nerd, but he's totally a nerd. He he's in love with someone who doesn't re- return that love. John Cryer in general, this is the role that he's built to play two and a half men. He's basically the, the same. Adult guy. Version. Yeah. It's that's if Ducky grew up and moved in with his rich brother, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I love Pretty in Pink's a great movie. He's a great nerd. Uh, I th- I always thought it would be great if he ended up with Iona, the woman who the ran thirty year old chick? That, that ran the tracks. Was that the name of the yeah, yeah tracks? The name of the music store. I I thought that would have been cool. They did make out. Oh yeah, at the bar. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So funny story. You, if you really want evidence of what a nerd Ducky is, the original ending of this movie had Andy and Ducky ending up with each other, and the test audiences hated it so much that they switched it. That she'd end up with Blaine. I know. Pitch, pitchforks. They're like, this is absurd. We don't want them to get together. <laughs> he. I mean, Max. I, I'm going to make a bold comment, but I think it might be true. Was Ducky the first cinematic character to be in the friend zone? He's Did the, he invent the friend zone? He's the deepest in it. He's in the black hole, can't get out. No, there's no way out, right? Yeah. Ducky's the patron saint of the He is. Zone. We yeah. prayed we prayed to the Lord Saint Ducky. <laughs> All right. So Ducky was our number eight. What is um, with you in counting? I, I'm the worst. I should just refer to you every time. <laughs> yeah. He he really didn't. Oh, I, I can't I can't even move away from Ducky. There's one last thing I okay. gotta talk about. Ducky has virtually appeared nowhere in film. I mean, some obscure stuff that you wouldn't remember. Except in Superman four, which I hope you've never seen. It was a waste of time. Nope. Yeah. Um, he was, he had a, a small role or a decent role in Superman four, but more importantly, he played washout in hot shots. You love hot. Shots. I love hot shots. <laughs> oh, it's my, one of my favorite Charlie Sheen movies. So do you think him and Sheen met and they're like, let's make a billion dollars and go, <laughs> and go do two and a half men, right? We need a nine year old kid and a couch. We're going to make a billion dollars. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So we move on now from number eight to what's after eight. Six. This is a nerd podcast. Number seven. Okay. Number seven. There we go. Uh, who do we have for number seven? Max Sanders. Give me a milk. Chocolate. George <laughs> McFly. My favorite nerd. Yeah, the nerves, the stutter. 
the fact that uh, oh, how about the fact that there was a guy he grew up with that abused him tried to assault his wife and yet he was okay loaning his car to him he was okay doing his work for him so this is what i think of an as a nerd in general the pushover the quiet guy yeah, the guy a who big gets pushover. yeah yeah the guy gets pushed into a corner yeah yeah, George McFly. The the when he when he finally it's funny, right? Because he finally got a taste for vengeance when he punched Biff. By the way, is that the best punch in human existence? Well, so after Biff that, does a full like four eighty, <laughs> like it's unbelievable. You see Tony Hawk all of a sudden. I watched it last night, and he just rears back. He and Biff hits the car too. Uh-huh. Fires me up. I just want to go punch somebody. I love I love that after he does that, like he goes from <laughs> being the most like timid character in film yeah. to like like someone's like, hey, mind if I butt in and dance with him? He's like, no, boom, punches her. <laughs> Some guy's like, hey, George, you should run for school president. Boom, punch him. Like, punch everyone. Just, hey, if something works, you go with it. He is a puncher now. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Peeping Tom, puncher, you know. Marty's like, hey, if you ever have a kid and he uh, sets fire to your carpet, boom, punch Marty. He's just <laughs> throwing fists everywhere. Uh, yeah, George McFly is a peeping Tom. <laughs> Sci-fi writer. Sci-fi writer. I mean, he, I, I, but you, I feel like you love McFly because, like, I know you love writing and his anxiety about, like, sharing his work is, like, the same anxiety you would share. Yeah, I never let anyone read my story. Well, yeah. they think they're no good. <laughs> I feel that right now. Yeah, I know. In my pit. And Even though I know this is good. <laughs> oh, man. And McFly. I think his frailness, too, that he's a thin guy. Yeah. Just very kind of structured. He's super weird. Oh, Crispin Glover? Weirdo. Yeah, Crispin yeah. Glover is super, super You've seen weird. his uh, Letterman interviews? Yeah. They're terrifying. They got really... And then he was... He, again, he's another guy who wasn't really in anything other than uh, he had a great appearance in Charlie's Angels, The Hair the Sniffer. Hair sniffer. Yeah. So weird. And then my favorite movie, Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> I love Hot Tub Time Machine. It is an 80s movie. It's an 80s ski movie, basically. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it just took place out of the 80s. Well, then it went back to the 80s, yeah. but he was great. His character was great. Yeah, his arm getting cut off. And then waiting for it to happen again. Spoiler, ah. spoiler alert! I know. Uh, you know he he fits the list. I. It's funny because I think if you're listening to this right now, you're probably wondering like, who do you have as more of a nerd than him? Part of the reason that George McFly is in this kind of top half, in my mind at least, is you see a character transition where he like phases out of the nerd a little bit. You yeah, know it's what I mean? Growth. It's right, the geek. Right, he, he right. Grew into something he grew different. into something different. Exactly. It did take time travel to do it though. A little bit of help. Yeah. From a lot uh, of it from, from doc, some crazy doc. <laughs> if you're visited from some crazy doc, <laughs> sounds like Randy Watson a little bit. Yeah. Mr. Randy Watson. <laughs> All right. George McFly taking the spot at uh number seven. seven. <laughs> Just hold your fingers up. Yeah, Show me. Hold. We're on seven. We're moving to six. Moving to six in five, four, <laughs> three, two. Max, that brings us to number six. I used my abacus and my calculator, and I've been able to keep up with the Seven numbers now. One, I'm good. Six. I'm All good. Right. I'm good. Uh, number six from our favorite movie, Weird Science, Wyatt. Yes. He is a nerd. Such a nerd. Now, he's a part of a great team. Gary and Wyatt are both nerds. Yeah, Gary's Steve Jobs, Wyatt's Wozniak. Right. And Gary, you can already see the character like starting to kind of move out of it. You yeah. know, he's got more confidence. He gets he gets drunk at, at the, the bar. Jazz club. Yeah, the yeah. jazz club. He's got a good jazz guy voice. You notice that in general? He does. Yeah. He does. But Wyatt, Wyatt is a full blown nerd. And computer he's got computer genius. Yeah, computer genius. Um, he's got the jerk older brother, Chet, played by our friend Bill Paxton. So good. So good. Um, you know, the move bu- it butt wad. I love that the bully in this movie is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> And some guy I've never heard of before. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. I didn't even look his name up. Yeah. Um, but Donnie Jr. is good. Yeah. A uh, young Kelly LeBrock as Lisa. Yes. Lisa's uh, awesome. Lisa's awesome. He, you're right. He's awkward. He has all of the classic kind of foibles of being a nerd. Like he loves his grandparents. He, his parents like trust him. Loving like, your family. Nerd. You know, you're a nerd, Max, when your parents trust you to be home alone in their giant mansion over the weekend with just your older brother. Yeah. Wyatt is, I, I mean, he was afraid. I mean, Wyatt and Gary took a shower with their clothes on with with Lisa. Such a rookie mistake. Such a rookie mistake. No, the best. I mean, the best definition is at their own party where they're throwing it, where they have a robot hot creation of a woman. They stay in the bathroom. Yeah, they stay in the john. Yeah, and and in the moment where they could have impressed the girls, he he takes a giant number two, and they have to light a match because the bathroom smells terrible. Air biscuit. Air biscuit. Yeah. There you go. I can't believe you remember that. That's great. <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> it is a great line. So there's another reason why Wyatt is a giant nerd. So I I dug deep, deep 
into the underbelly of the internet to find this. Uh, you're going to love this. Is it um, dark web stuff? It's not dark web, but it's deep, right? So the actor that played Wyatt, his name is Elon Mitchell Smith. Oh, if you said Musk, my head would have exploded. I know. Wouldn't it surprise you? But um, So Elon, uh, are you familiar with the television show The Goldbergs? No, but you told me I should watch you it. You should watch it. The Goldbergs is one of those things where if you love the 80s. The, Classic the, 80s. It, it's, yeah. it is. Family so, ties kind of vibe. Yeah. And no, more than that, like they, they do like it's a really good sitcom that kind of infuses a little bit of parody and, and what happened in the eighties and different movies. It's almost like this podcast, except it's, it's much more clever. They're really good. Although hey. we're pretty clever. Yeah. Hey. So Adam F Goldberg is the producer, writer, inventor of this. And it's all based on his awkward upbringing, uh, you know, in, in the eighties and these little home videos they used to make. So, um, Elon, gets uh, a letter from the Goldbergs saying, hey, listen, we want to use Weird Science poster in one of our episodes. So I guess if you're an actor in these movies, you sometimes have to sign off on these things. Yeah. So he says, yeah, that's I'm fine with that. But I'd also, you know, I haven't acted in 30 years and I'd love to take my kids and show them the set. So he develops a friendship with Adam Goldberg because the two of them have so much in common, such as they're both Dungeons and Dragons enthusiasts. Of course. And they and they collect 80s toys. So I just and he had a he had a guest spot on the show. He ended up actually being on the show. Wasn't it good or I didn't see the show. Oh. I, I I've I've watched most of the episodes of the Goldberg. I didn't see that one. But I thought like this just plays into the fact that like not only was he a nerd in weird science, he is a a convicted nerd like, yeah like dungeons and dragons nerd no when he screams i'm in love after kissing a girl i'm in love time, i was like you poor soul <laughs> now, that's a nerd if you feel sympathy for him yeah. he's got to be an well, absolute no, I've been, nerd I've, I've been there <laughs> yeah so why it is by all accounts our six spot nerd it's fantastic well max with completing the number six on the list that gets us at exactly 5.433556 percent high of what we should be doing so it's uh halfway through Woo! Woo! So at halfway through, I think it'd be a good time for us to do our ad sponsors. Let's do it. Ad sponsors? Sponsor ads. Sponsor ads. Addy McSponsor. <laughs> Sponsor McAddington. And with that. Bodie McVoters. And there you go. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man, and I need this kind of stuff. It works. is It's it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. Gotta love a good ad, Max. I do. I do too. I miss commercials. <laughs> I do. I don't see them anymore. Then I don't either because I'm always streaming everything and I just uh, zip through them. And with that, Max, we're ready to hop into number five on our list. And who do we have? Yeah, we got The Brain from Breakfast Club, who actually had a name. I guess his name was Brian Johnson. Did they ever say his name in it? I don't know. I don't remember. Nerds don't have names, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> we're, we're I, I wish I was called The Brain. The Brain's great, so we'll call him The Brain. Um, he is a uh, iconic nerd. Right. Anthony Michael Hall just is nerds, basically. Well, Do you think yeah. he's a nerd in real life? No. Um, I know he's yoked now. Well, he he had in the 80s, we'll get to it. I have a couple roles he played, or well, I have one role he played where he kind of transitioned out of being a nerd. But in this movie, this is a this is a big deal movie, right? The Breakfast Club establishes, yeah, yeah, it establishes kind of the the hallmark of what a of what a nerd is, of what a brain is, of what a nerd is. He uh, I mean, from the beginning, this is the kid who he calls Vernon Sir. 
He says uh, he's friends with the janitor. Oh, yeah. No. What, what did you need a fake ID for? So I could vote. Like, my God. What, right. a, what a great right. line. I don't, need any, I don't need to know anything else about him. Just that. My favorite quote of his is, excuse me for being a virgin. I'm sorry. <laughs> could you describe a ruckus, sir? <laughs> he's got some bangers. Some he does. Nerd-dom. He does. He does. It's interesting because even though he is obviously a nerd and a brain, um, he does get a, a backbone. I mean, when Bender's laying into him, you know, eventually he kind of stands up for himself. Sat before or after he smokes, though. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. But but it's it's that it's you, you said it best. This generational nerd, right? He's dropped off by his mom and his sisters, and yeah, he's runty. And he's, well, not even that. When she remember when they're dropped off, and he's saying we're not allowed to study, and basically she's like, find a way to study. Oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I just think that's <laughs> the station so funny. wagon too. Right, yeah. right. So he he played the role well. He is the brain. He is the nerd. That's why we have him at number five. Also, uh, yeah, you can't really talk about 80s nerds without talking about Anthony Michael Hall and to your point he's got a lot of roles but not all of them were indicting him as a nerd he starts off as Rusty Griswold National Lampoon Vacation yeah he's kind of cool he's having a beer with his dad with Chevy Chase yeah. he had a beer with Chevy Chase right. in the 80s he, cool. I, Chevy Chase can make anybody look cool in the 80s uh, <laughs> then he goes to 16 Candles then he goes to Breakfast Farmer Club Ted. And then he goes to Weird Science which we already just talked those about those three though that pretty much cements you as is he the best nerd of the 80s right he is but you know what I think he did uh, uh, not let me rephrase that He's not the best nerd, but he's got the best body of work. Yeah, for for being a nerd in the eighties. Is anyone close? No, not with that many rules playing no, that in many a row nerds, too. No. Yeah. Um, but his last movie in the eighties, I think, was him saying, "I don't want to be a nerd anymore." It was Johnny Be Good. <laughs> I've never seen that. It's a little, it's a little hard to watch because he's like, he's a jock in this movie. I don't like that. Yeah, and it's it's it. I I don't think it. it I don't remember. I don't think it did that well commercially. No. It was probably hard for people. Billy to... Zapka on the chess team is not going to work for me either. No, no, yeah, he no. He could Zapka could not play a nerd. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, but no, he was. I mean, Anthony Michael Hall, The Brain, Breakfast Club, Brian Johnson, definitely our number five. Max, number four is real special for a couple reasons. The first reason it's real special is your passionate devotion to Val Kilmer. Love him. I'm watching, I'm watching Top Secret right now. It's yeah. so good. Even though Val Kilmer is not the nerd we're going to be talking about. I wish it was. Chris, Chris Knight, if you're listening. Right. So <laughs> so first there's your love for Val Kilmer. Then there's your love for Real Genius, which are those two intertwined or can you separately adore them both? Can you have milk without cookies? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's great. I love it. No, you can't. Um, at number four, our nerd is Laszlo from Real Genius. Love it. It's perfect. He, I mean, so he's the original... Kind of, they brought him in as a super genius. He cracked under the pressure. Burnout. He burnt out, and now he lives in a secret underground cavern. Steam, steam tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Where he is uh, found a way to apply to sweepstakes and win free boats. 31.2% of Frito-Lay's prizes, to be exact. <laughs> You're such a dork. I love <laughs> you to death. Um, yeah, I mean, he. So there's a lot of nerds in this movie, so it's hard to necessarily distinguish one from the other. But I well, do. Chris Knight says he's smarter than him and Mitch put together. Right, and and so you can't pick Chris Knight because it's Val Kilmer. He's so cool. He's so cool. It's the first time they made the nerd the cool guy. Right, and and Mitch is what 15 years old, yeah. 14 years old. He's gonna grow into being cool. Yeah, he's he already had a girlfriend by the end of the movie. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, and he's got he got even with Kent. Yeah, it's a moral imperative. <laughs> Kent, 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 <laughs> this is God. <laughs> we could have picked Kent as like the nerd bully. He, oh, well, yeah. The Nully? The Nully. Yeah. The bird. Yeah. <laughs> we already <laughs> used bird before. <laughs> Why do we have to combine things? <laughs> it's just it's fun. so stupid. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. But Laszlo, I like the no eye contact. He's kind of jumpy. Super uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I think Laszlo's a great pick for number four. And. <laughs> I, I don't think that we did this on purpose. So I, it was interesting because we kind of picked our list before we started talking about what other movies are then, what other roles did they have. Did you dig into Laszlo at all? Because I dug. Not at all. Oh, my. <laughs> you're going to be so excited right now. I'm so happy you didn't look into this. So John Grease, Grise is the actor's name. I, I don't sure. know if it's Grease or Grise. That's, that's not important. Let me tell you what is important. Have you seen Monster Squad yet? No. Oh, Shane, Max. Shane Black, right? Yes. Like a B-level yeah. action movie. Yes. You got to watch Monster Tonight Squad. Tonight I'll watch it. So he has a very small role, but it's funny. He is uh, the, the Wolfman in Monster Squad. Great name. So he's uh, just he plays the role of the average guy before he turns into the Wolfman. Very small bit part. Not a huge deal. Oh, so deal. these are actual monsters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why you got to see Monster Squad. Got it. Let me tell you what else he played a couple roles in. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. You're going to blow your mind. Men in Black. 
The first Men in Black. Yep. Right? Do you remember the opening scene when, uh, you know what coyotes are? The people that transport. um, Bring people over the border. Do you remember the beginning of Men in Black, how that's what's happening in the van? Vaguely. The driver of the van is Laszlo. That's awesome. All right. Okay. How incredible is that? That's pretty cool. Now, the the, the icing on the cake. There's more? This one, your your earphones are going to blow off your head. You're not going to believe this. Okay. Do you know who else Laszlo plays? Uncle freaking Rico from Napoleon Dynamite is Laszlo. Yes, it is. Wow. I went back and looked and I'm like, oh my God. Like, and then when I saw the two together, I was like, yes, that's absolutely Laszlo. So he grew out of being a nerd. And then turned into Uncle Rico. Who's also kind of a nerd. nerd. Yeah. Yeah. He's living a, he's just a, the the big game. Could throw (laughs) the football. A country mile. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) That's amazing. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I I, I, like triple check it. I want to talk to this guy. I know. We could probably get him on (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Laszlo. Great call. Real genius. Uh, another if you when you watch real genius it doesn't it have like a john hughes feel to it completely yeah as god is my witness we will have a real genius podcast oh at some god. point if i gave you a choice you can either have one or the other real, genius. Both. real, real genius. genius or val kilmer podcast real genius wow yeah chris right. knight's the best i know you ride hard for real genius max number three this one upsets me i know i really don't like this i know Do I have to say did, you, did you not like this movie hated it okay uh yeah i'm gonna make you say it then because that brings me pleasure it's lucas from Lucas. <laughs> You're so Real original. sad. You love that. How do you not like this movie? Corniest movie I've ever seen. I know, but it's cute. I mean, kids have made you soft, man. Come on. <laughs> I, kids have made me soft. But also, he's into bugs. I hate the nerd that's into bugs. I know, but he, that's... that's he's the movie a, opens with bugs. He is... Remember what we're talking about. Our, our 10 favorite movie nerds from 80s film cinema so you can not love the movie necessarily but like you have to say like he is up there he's a he's the number three nerd in the he's 80s. annoying he's the nerd that picks out everyone else's problems and can't fix his own yeah but that's what nerds do is it i'm this what this nerd does <laughs> yes it is what he does in this movie he he's in love with maggie yeah he has his best friend he has the sympathy best friend cappy the captain of the football team charlie Sheen. that's not his best friend his best friend's ben Who's the other nerd? Who's actually a better nerd? <laughs> Way better. He's wearing Hawaiian shirts. He's proud of being on the band in the AV club. He Lucas talk- Lucas loved the AV club in the band. Not in the same way. Wow. And okay. he talked to the bully right in his face in the movie theater. He looked up at him and he's like, "Screw you." Right, but that's he's not a nerd. He was a dork who probably grew out of it. What's Lucas a, Lucas was a nerd. A, <laughs> a nerd, a dweeb, a, a hot shots. <laughs> Wash out. Come on. Follow. You need to stop with this hot shot stuff. I can't help it, man. <laughs> 90s. That's in the 90s. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, I mean, Lucas was... A self-described party animal. Uh, Charlie Sheen's character was, was great. And he put he took Lucas under his wing, but then he ends up falling in love with Maggie, and they date, and it breaks his heart. And he and he tries out for the football team, and he, and he almost he, dies. He almost dies. He's <laughs> <laughs> the best. He threatens to sue the coach because he won't put him in. I love it. I love it. That's a, that's a nerd thing to oh, do. God, that's not. It's just a jerk thing to do. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate that you and I fought about this, but I still think Lucas is definitely a high, high ranking nerd amongst the eighties films. Give me David from war games. Unbelievable. Uh, and I should have mentioned, I, I'll, we talked about this. We didn't even say who played Lucas Corey Haim. Yeah. Now that's the only argument I think you could make with me is that Corey Haim obviously is not a nerd. Like he, he played like lead role. Like he was the, I thought he was actually good. Like I believed him as a nerd. Yeah, he was. I, well, he was so young too. That plays a, a role in it. I How mean, old was he? He must've been 13, 14 in this movie and maybe even younger. He's usually, the kids are usually way younger than they are in the role and he's right. like 13. So I guess he's like 10, 11. He could have been. I yeah. mean, he looked young. He looked young. Um, all right, Max, we're getting to our last two. Excited. I'm very excited. Number two and number one are, delicious <laughs> you love saying delicious in inappropriate they're time so deli- when is there an inappropriate time to say delicious All, every time outside right, of food fine, fine. Times. <laughs> so i say we don't say the name you just do the laugh i can do the laugh yeah <laughs> yeah it's lewis skullnick lewis skullnick revenge of the nerds you can't have a podcast about being a nerd Without talking about Revenge of the Nerds. No, it's in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Louis Skolnick was the ultimate nerd, right? Generational nerd. Uh, his dad, James Cromwell. Was, <laughs> was, so crazy. Was, that, yeah, yeah, which is, it was nuts because like he played a great nerd too. They they did a great job playing the role, like seeing the lineage. You could tell. Mathematics, they're silly, they're goofy, and Skolnick. Hands up high. Yeah, and, and he's unaware. Yeah. Like, he thinks he deserves to be as much of part of the conversations as the Alpha Betas do. Oh, he's going for Betty Childs with no reservation. He's, he's trying to rush the Alpha Betas. Like, yeah. he, he has no clue, right? The only person that has a clue 
is his boy Gilbert, played by Anthony Edwards. Goose. He became Goose. I know, right? Yeah. He definitely couldn't be a nerd because he became Goose. No. So can't, no. Um, but this is kind of nerdy. So Skullnick has no idea. He doesn't settle. He has no idea that he's a nerd. No. Gilbert knows. Yeah. You know, Gilbert didn't even, I don't think he wanted to rush fraternities. No. Everyone else wanted to stay in the gym. Right. Lewis is like, let's start a frat. Yes. I mean, that, and the starting the frat was because he tried to rush the alpha betas. They wanted nothing to do with him. You know, Skolnick wants the smartest, prettiest, best girl. He wants all the greatest things in the world. And he doesn't realize that he's a nerd and he can't have those things. No. Well, he can because he figures it out mathematically. Right. He crunches the numbers. Oh my God. When they figured out on the tricycle how to not get drunk on the beer. Oh my gosh. That's. <laughs> great yeah yeah. i've reached takashi and ogre (laughs) there's and also the liquid heat just i love they use their nerddom to pull pranks right right and the other the other thing too that's fun about this movie and by the way this movie is not aged well no no (laughs) there's like there's a lot of a lot of inappropriate stuff in this movie but it's fun to watch because it's it almost becomes a fish out of water story just because Skullnick is so unaware of who he is, what he is, and how he should be. He does have a strong leadership passion. He does, you know, come across as being somewhat confident. But at the end of the day, he covets what he can't have. He touches my heartstrings because this is my Achilles heel. He wanted to be the man. Yeah, and he got to be in the end. He did. Yeah. It just took Queens We Are the Champion to get yeah. him there, right? There's more of us than there are of you. I love that speech at it's the unbelievable. end. unbelievable. We're uh, all nerds. Yeah. Deep down, I think everyone is. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and the, the fact that he... Maybe not Ogre. Maybe no, not Ogre. Ogre. Well, no, Ogre ends up being a nerd in like the fifth installation of the nerds. Really? Uh, yeah. Dude, okay. There's, there's some like nerds movie that came out in like the late 90s <laughs> where Ogre's a nerd. It's, Ogre needs work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ogre needs... Revenge of the Nerds 7. Ogre needs work. <laughs> It's great. Oh, man. Yeah. Skullnick, the pocket protector. Oh, yeah. Like you said, the hiked up pants. Well, the... Did he have uh, tape on his glasses or no? Yeah. I think he, he did. did awesome. I think he had tape yeah. on his glasses. And his slicked hair. Yeah. Shoulders again. He's yeah. Got, he's got the bony. Yeah. yeah. Super hairy arms. You know, he just, he looked like yeah. he was a 40 year old man. What's he look like freshman? now? I don't know. Yeah. We should look him up. He, uh, again, there was some, what was the name of the head? Uh, was his name Troy? Was that his name? I feel like his name was Troy. Who? The quarterback? <laughs> yeah, the quarterback. Oh, I can't think of his name. I don't know. He's that guy in every every movie or TV show. Do you know what's funny? Uh, Great hair. Whoever that guy was yeah. also played um, Darcy, Marcy, uh, married with children. Their next door neighbors. Yeah, he husband. Did. Yeah. Was it, what was the woman's name? Was it Marcy I, or Darcy? I Whatever. didn't like that show. You didn't like married with children? No. Oh, it was, that's another didn't age well, super offensive show. But I loved it. I used to watch that. I'm a little bit older than you, though, so that makes sense. Ten years older. Ten thousand years older. <laughs> <clears throat> Max, that takes us to numero uno. This is madness. Oh, <laughs> man. Will this never end? This is the biggest nerd in all 80s film history. I'm going to regret this. He sets the bar for what being a nerd is. So high. So high. Has it been touched since? No. Max, we're ready. We're ready to share the number one. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Max, do you remember the movie Contact? Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Do you remember? What are you doing? Do you remember when she landed on the planet or in in space or whatever? And her dad. Was yeah. That? Before that, and uh, and it's all beautiful, and she and she's talking into the microphone and says, "Should have sent a poet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about introducing our number one. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't have the words <laughs> to appropriately tell you how much of a nerd our number one is and how spectacular it is. Let's do it. Just say it. C-3PO. Yeah. Human-cyborg relations. Yeah. Universal translator. He is the biggest nerd from any movie in the 80s. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, His relationship with Han Solo is a classic cool guy nerd buddy film. Yeah. Like Solo is literally always telling him like, just shut up. Like, I don't <laughs> just shut up. And he's like, I do not want to shut up. And he's like, you will shut up right now. When R2D2 too is kind of his adventurous buddy that gets him into mischief. So R2D2 reminds me of like Gary and Wyatt, right? Like yeah. R2D2 is like a little bit of a nerd, but he also gets to like no, smuggle partied. lightsabers yeah. and he's like, he's pretty cool. Right? Absolutely. Uh, but C-3PO is not cool. <laughs> no one's getting C-3PO tattoos. People like R2-D2. C-3PO is so disrespected. Like, Chewbacca puts him back together backwards. They, shut, him, they backwards. shut him down, like, multiple times. Multiple times, right? <laughs> like, like oh, shut up. Yeah, like, I don't want to hear him. <laughs> Never give me the odds. Yeah. Like, he, he, everything about him just screams... He's got like the smart nerd, the scared of everything nerd, the butler voice. The butler voice. Yeah, Anthony Daniels plays him. Uh, does a great job. C three PO is the gold standard, no pun intended, uh-huh, of nerds. I mean, uh, the, some just some quotes. My some of my favorite C three PO quotes. Sir, 
it is quite possible that the asteroid is not entirely stable. He's saying that as the ship is shaking around. I mean, like this is like classic nerd stuff, right? And he's panicky all the time. This is madness. He he's you. Yeah, <laughs> you are C three PO. Although it hurts because his physicality, he he has like robo glasses yeah. imprinted on his face. Yeah. And he has this bolt from his forearm to his bicep that makes him kind of clunkier and yeah. more upright. And like try to make him look as awkward and nerdy as possible. Yeah. That's what the design was. And he was built by Anakin. I know. I don't like that. I don't like to talk yeah. about that. I, I, I don't even like <laughs> well, referencing I, I the other. I was hoping you weren't going to I'm sorry. I won't even bring it up. I won't even bring it up. Uh, but like like even even when like R2 is trying to do something like and and they think they're all dying in the trash compactor and he's like, oh, I was too late. Or, or R2 blows a fuse and I think he says, don't blame me. I'm an interpreter. I'm not supposed. <laughs> to know the, uh, a power socket from a computer terminal. I just think it's all amazing. It's incredible. It's so funny. You know he was originally supposed to sound like a used car salesman? No way. Yeah, but... How would that even sound? I, I, hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, buddy. I'm, I'm C-3PO, yeah. human cyborg relations. So Anthony Daniels, the guy who was in his suit, mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to voice him. And he just begged George Lucas. He's like, he needs to be butler-like, stuttery, kind of nerd-like. Oh, I and love George it. Lucas let him run with it. Good. That's yeah. great. Yeah. He, I mean, he, it, it, as far as characters in Star Wars are concerned, and I always I always think about like the favorite parts, my favorite parts of Star Wars, because I love those movies so much. R2-D2 and C-3PO are like two of my favorite characters. Yeah, they're the avatars you're watching the whole movie through. Right, right. Yeah, yeah that's the whole canon of Star Wars. It's supposed to be through their eyes, right? Yeah. He Lucas based this on a Kurosawa film where people low on the totem pole were the people you followed through this epic fantasy journey okay cool yeah it's really and, neat, and they right? did i think it's i mean it, it's they're they're fun characters they're lovable characters and he has the first line and the last line of all the star wars oh really yeah oh that's wild isn't that cool i didn't know that that's very cool yeah c-3po is my favorite nerd the ultimate nerd um his know, wires are showing i know i mean his stomach wires yeah, yeah. he's just he's lovable and for being so robotic like you find that you're like in love with this character right well it's such a crazy situation and he's the only one complaining everyone's like let's <laughs> on to the next thing it's like you almost died do you want to take a minute <laughs> oh my gosh that's great well max we just gave our top 10 list of our favorite nerds from 80s cinema 10.34 to be exact. yeah there you go right mm-hmm. <laughs> never give me the odds <laughs> <laughs> um Max, I loved this one. This was great. This fed my soul. This it did. chicken soup for the nerd soul. I fe- so what we learned today, I hope, is that being a nerd's okay. Absolutely. Right? Whether you're a character in an 80s movie, whether you're a robot in a Star Wars film, or whether you're two guys doing a podcast, there's nothing wrong with loving who you are and just being a nerd. No. I'm going to break out my bowling shirts when I go home. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing. If you love who you are, and on top of that, you love this podcast. Okay. Maybe you should go over to Spotify and uh, Apple Podcast and maybe leave us a nice review. Oh. Yeah. Check us out on social media. A little on, paying it forward nerd style. I'm just saying, you know, if you, if you, <laughs> if you dig nerds, ha, there you go. Ha, jeez. Uh, you know, C3PO, which appreciate it. Um, but if you, if, you, if you liked what you heard, follow us at Buzz in the Tower. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Later. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.